0: Okay, I'm back again. Fancy football Yoda. My name's Eric, and we're going to be going over the tight ends, kickers, and defenses for the 2021 NFL season. And kind of just an overview of what I'm going to be doing this season. So after the, the rankings, uh, ranking of all the players, I'm going to do my draft strategy and draft rules and also who I'd be drafting at each spot. Basically telling you what to do. Free advice. A lot of people charge this for like $20, 25 $30. I think probably even more. There's probably some people out there charging for a lot more than that. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it out for free. Hopefully you guys use it. I'm really confident in it. I think you should make the playoffs, no problem, as long as you're managing your team and you're listening to my... Uh, waiver wire transaction uh, tips and tricks throughout the season. Um, yeah, you guys should make the playoffs. So let's get into it. Let's go to the tight ends first, then we'll go kickers, and then we'll go defenses. So uh, I have only three tiers for the tight ends. I have tier one, tier two, tier three. Obviously I have four tight ends in tier one, three in tier two. And the whole bunch in tier three, basically, guys. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, kind of take it at your own risk. So, number one, it's the easiest number one you can think of. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you kind of look at Darren Waller there and you think he might be able to challenge, but gosh, man, the Chiefs are just so proficient and Patty Mahomes is so good. So, And really, there's no other... I mean, there's no really receiving option in Oakland either, but... Or Las Vegas, rather. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's really nobody outside of Tyreek Hill. I mean, maybe McCole Hardman, maybe if he really comes on strong this season. Um, no, it's definitely Travis Kelsey. Kelsey is basically the go-to guy. Not basically, he is the go-to guy. When things get uh, tight, um, yeah, he is the go-to guy. So, with that said, he's my number one. I got him 200 fancy points, 220 most likely, 95 catches, 1,200 receiving yards, 10 receiving touchdowns. He's 32 years old, though. That's something just to keep a little eye on. He's 32 years old, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I still think he finishes number one over Darren Waller. Uh Darren Waller, I got him at two uh my second best tight end. Got him getting to 190 points. Um he's so good. He's 29 years old, by the way. He's really good. I mean, really, really just big advantage against safeties, cornerbacks, whoever. Whoever he's going against, um, you know, he's has the height advantage. You know, he's big. He's going to get his catches. He's going to get touchdowns. Um, they look for Darren Waller when it's crunch time. So, yeah, Darren Waller, 95 catches, around 1,100 receiving yards and eight receiving touchdowns. So let's move on to number three. Number three is George Kittle. And the only reason he's not higher is because Shanahan really runs a system offense, and he has a lot of good players: Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, um, very good running game, and a really good offensive line. You know, and and Kyle Shanahan's mind, you know, he's not thinking like feed Kittle the ball nonstop, like he's Julio Jones or something. Like when Shanahan was coaching uh, the Falcons in Atlanta for their Super Bowl run, you know, he, he's not thinking of George Kittle like that. You know, he likes to have George Kittle block. He likes to just slip him out on, you know, cute little tied end screens and stuff and trick plays and all that stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. He still uses him in, like, third-down conversion plays like, hey, we need a first down. Like, we're going to George Kittle on this play. He does that, too. But that just – he's not like a Travis Kelsey volume guy. He's not going to get Travis Kelsey volume targets is what I'm trying to say. Probably not as many targets as Darren Waller either, and that's why he's third. I mean, talent-wise, George Kittle is amazing. So he could easily be number one if Shanahan gave him more opportunities. I don't think he will this season. I think 85 catches, 1,100 receiving yards, uh, you know, six to seven receiving touchdowns. That number could be higher. I mean, honestly... That number could be closer to 10, potentially. I just I don't think he's ever had a lot of touchdowns in his career. So I think that's why I had him projected at only like six receiving touchdowns. Um, there's upside there. I love Kittle. I mean, he's one of my favorite NFL players to watch. Uh, number four, last player in the Tier 1 is Kyle Pitts, the rookie. George Kittle's 28 years old, by the way. Kyle Pitts, 21 years old. He is great upside, of course. Everyone knows Julio Jones is gone, and they have no other wide receiver that they love outside of Calvin Ridley. They have guys that, you know, play, but and you know, they they're okay. But but regardless, Kyle Pitts is the red zone target for the Falcons this season. And he's just too talented. He's too tall, too talented. He's going to get his points. For, for the tight end position, he's going to get points. pretty sure I'm going to take him in my fourth round of my fantasy draft if he's there for me and all my leagues. I think – like, I, I would never take a tight end with my first three picks. Um, I would never do that. It's all running backs or wide receivers are just all running backs. But if I can get Kyle Pitts in the fourth round, I mean, he's an easy 180 fantasy point tight end I mean, that's a big advantage just that's just a lot of comfort knowing every week you don't have to worry about your tight end position you don't have to worry about trading for one you don't have to worry about getting one off of waivers like I'm locking down the tight end position and I've got a really good option there with a lot of upside I only have them at 180 fancy points 75 catches 950 receiving yards eight touchdowns I mean guys that's like that's nothing right and that's nothing for somebody of, like, his talent. You know, he's got to put together. He's got to catch, you know, he's got to, he's got to show the production. I, I think he will. I'm drafting Kyle Pitts in my fourth round. Um, okay, so that's all Tier 1. Tier 2. Tier 2, three players, safe tight end players. If you want average tight end play with, you know, you feel like you're, you kind of don't have to worry about tight ends or you have a good tight end matchup a majority of the time. So number 5th ranked tight end is Mark Andrews. He's going to be 26 years old. I didn't realize that Mark Andrews was only 26. I thought he was older than that. I I don't know why. Um, But yeah, he's 26 years old. I have him at 160 fancy points. He is Lamar Jackson's money guy. Lamar Jackson loves to get out of trouble, and he's like, you know, Mark Andrews is his security blanket. He's always looking for him, and he looks for him in the red zone as well. He loves throwing to Mark Andrews. So I got him 65, 70 catches, 800 receiving yards, eight receiving touchdowns. He's a he's a really good player to have at tight end um, and a good value, too. I don't know what his average draft position is off the top of my head, Um I'll find it real quick while I'm talking through it. But, yeah, he is for sure the go-to guy for Lamar Jackson, and I would feel really great with him as my fantasy tight end. Let's see. I'm pulling it up right here. Okay, so Mark Andrews is 56, so that's like fifth round, right? Uh, yeah, fifth round. So... I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind Mark Andrews being my fifth round take there. I, I don't. I mean, it all depends on how you draft and your strategy, but I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, number six tight end I have on the board is T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, Jared Goff likes to throw to tight ends. That's not a secret. He loved throwing to Higby and Gerald Everett the past couple of seasons. And Hawkinson improved last season. He did. He showed like, hey. I'm a first round draft pick for a reason and yeah so he needs to put a, a third a really good third season together and there's really no option in Detroit. I mean, he's the he's it. He's the red zone. He's he's like he's going to be involved in that offense. He's going to be big time involved in that offense. So um we'll see. I think he's pretty safe money. I could see people saying, "Hey, take him over Mark Andrews." could definitely see that um he's even even with Jared Goff he's going to get a lot of uh, targets and receptions I have 70 catches 800 receiving yards seven receiving touchdowns just because Jared Goff doesn't throw for more than like what 20 25 passing touchdowns like except for that one good year he had so uh I don't see why that's going to change and I don't know. I mean, there's there's some upside with uh, Hawkinson, Big Hawk, but um, yeah, I don't know. He he'd be a fifth round guy too, so or early sixth round guy. I don't know. I'd probably pass on because of the seventh, uh, my seventh ranked tight end, who is going like in the ninth round, early tenth round. Robert Tanyan Jr., Green Bay tight end. Aaron Rodgers really liked him. He liked throwing him the ball last season. He found, he found comfortability in throwing to Tanyan when he realized, hey, the front office said, "Doesn't get me wide receivers." Alan Lazard and Mar- uh, Saint Brown, or I don't know, they're all they're all trash. I mean, just quite frankly, they're all trash. Um uh, Robert Tanyan, he's a good football player. Um, he's 27 years old. TJ Hawkinson, by the way, is 24 years old. Yeah, tont Robert Tanya Jr. will be 27 years old this season. And he's gonna he's gonna get some good usage. I don't know how reliable every week, but I think he gets to eight receiving touchdowns. I think he gets 50 catches, might even get a little bit more than that. Um, so yeah, I'm targeting him in the ninth round. If I don't get Kyle Pitts, um, I would be pretty happy with Tanya in like ninth round. I think I, I mean, of course, I mean, my tight end position would be really weak, but I think all my other positions would be pretty stacked and have a lot of depth. And I would love that. I would love to have that. So yeah, that's that. That's tier two. So Really quickly, one's Travis Kelsey, two, Darren Waller, three, George Kittle, four, Kyle Pitts, five, Mark Andrews, six, T.J. Hawkinson, seven, Robert Hyland Jr. Okay, now, the rest of these tight ends, um, I mean, guys, if you don't get one of those seven tight ends that I just named, maybe eight. Okay, okay. so so my number eight ranked tight end is Logan Thomas. He's 30 years old this season. He just signed a three-year extension. Um, Fitzpatrick likes throwing at tight ends, I think. I don't know. I might have just made that up. I don't know. But Logan Thomas is the red zone target for Washington. He's the tallest guy. He proved he can kind of do it last season at times. Um, He's a good ball player, and he's a former quarterback. So, hey, quarterback to quarterback? I mean, I don't know. Let's see. I think think Logan Thomas is going to have some reliable uh, fancy points week in and week out for you. So I, I okay i'll throw I'll throw Logan thomas at the end of tier two okay if you don't get one of those eight tight ends right there, you're really playing tight end carousel the entire season i mean even if you if you don't get a tier one tight end you're you're or outside of Mark Andrews and Hawkinson um so those top six you're really gonna be playing tight end carousel probably the whole year you know looking for value on the waiver wire stashing like three tight ends on your bench to hopefully you have a good matchup for one of them to hopefully get you like eight to ten points to keep up with the guys that have Kelsey Waller, Kittle, Pitts, Andrews, and Hawkinson, you know. So, yeah, I I think it's – I mean, if you think you're going to be okay finding value on the waiver wires and great matchups and and you're really good at that, then, yeah, I wouldn't draft a tight end until like round 15, round 14, like at the end of the draft, and I would just stack up on all of the – On just everybody else, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running back, just everybody. I would just stack up. But for me, I think the tight end position, I think those top four guys are pretty special. I think Kyle Pitts falling to you in the late third round, early fourth round, I think he's worth it. If not, then Mark Andrews in the fourth round or early fifth round. And then Hawkinson last. One, one of those six, you're going to be pretty good this season. You're going to be, you're, you should be feeling all right about that tight end spot. Um, if not, again, you're going to be playing tight end carousel. And so here are the guys that you might want to carousel with. I like O.J. Howard this year. He's coming back for Tampa. If he's quiet for like a couple weeks in a row, that means he's probably going to burst out that week or the next week. Um, because, he, like, players like that, they're just too talented. They're going to find those guys the ball eventually. And Brady liked O.J. Howard. He's 27 years old this season, which is really nuts. I remember when he was, like, in the national championship game for Alabama and he was just, you know, had a score in touchdowns and whatnot. And, like, man, he's 27. He's been quiet. So – but Brady loves him. Brady really enjoys him. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a good option to target – Um, Tyler Higbee, I think he's a good option to play on the matchup card. Like, like if you have Howard Higbee, you know, on your bench, you know, you got options. Irv Smith Jr. from Minnesota, he's 23 years old. A little bit of upside, kind of decent. I don't know. Kirk Cousins is such a mixed bag. You don't know what you're going to get with him. And, um... I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I'd like I'd like for him to have a better season this year, but I don't know. I I'm, I'm not totally sold on Kirk Cousins. I have to see more from Irv Smith Jr. Like even you know, even Minnesota doesn't really throw tight ends the ball a lot. So I mean Irv Smith's talented. He's very talented. Uh he has potential to be a top five fantasy tight end. He does. But Minnesota's gotta use him. I I think well, let me see, let me see what his average draft position is, Irv Smith Jr. I just keep thinking like man he's got to have a chance right I mean, man he's really down here he's really really down here, um, man I wouldn't you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, I think I think it's almost mandatory that in the thirteenth round, fourteenth round you know you should just draft Irv Smith Jr. As your backup tight end, and you might strike something there. There might be there might be something really, really good there. Um, Zach Ertz, Jalen Hurts is kind of I don't know that quarterback situation. I, there's just a little too much uncertainty. He's 31 years old. Um, this season, um, I don't know. I I I'll have to hold my. I mean, Dallas Goddard's there. He's vying for some time. I'll probably pass on Hurts altogether. Noah Font. I don't know. I'm not big on the quarterback situation in Denver. Pat Shermer's not a very good offensive coordinator. I will pass on Noah Font. Rob Gronkowski. He's kind of he's 32 years old. I thought he was older than that, but he's only 32. And let's see here. He's kind of like O.J. Howard. He's going to get thrown to in the red zone a lot. Um, you know, if he hasn't scored a touchdown in a while, I think Gronk gets to like five touchdowns this season, so if he only has, like, two and it's, like, week 10, week 11, and you think he has a good matchup, trust me, Tom wants to get Gronk involved. It, it brings energy to that team when he spikes uh, touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? They're going to get him involved. Keep an eye on that. Mike Gusecki out there, too. He's 26 years old. Um, two would like throwing to him. So, he's somebody that you should definitely – Kind of keep an eye on as well. you know. Keep as like a backup or keep him as one of your guys that you're going to rotate in and out every week if you're going to go tight end carousel. Uh, Blake Jarwin, he got injured last season. He's very athletic. He's a pass-catching tight end uh, for Dallas. But again, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Dallas. I'm probably going to pass on him altogether. Evan Ingram... There's a knucklehead. He drops passes. You have Daniel Jones, who just—I don't know what's going on with him. Too much uncertainty there. I'll monitor it, but I'm not. I don't really like him or the quarterback, um, Jared Cook, and now leaving the Saints, going to uh, the Chargers. Yeah, I like Jared Cook. I think he's kind of a sleeper guy to keep an eye on, uh, week in, week out, based on the matchups. And then same with Hunter Henry. I know Johnny Smith um, came in to to New England. Quarterback situation is not great, but Cam Newton like throwing to Greg Olson, so maybe there's something there with Hunter Henry. A tall target for Cam, so we'll see. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get out of the tight ends. Let's go to kickers. The kicker position. All right, so I'm only, I mean, we could talk about other kickers. I only have, like, six, and I think they should all be there by the time I suggest drafting a kicker. I don't know. We'll find out. Kickers are such a mystery. I mean, so you you want a kicker on your team – it's like it's it's kind of like a mixed bag. Like you want a kicker on a good offensive team because that means they're going to be in the red zone, and you know, at worst, you get a ton of extra points. Uh, not extra points, but like kickers kicking extra points for you to get fantasy points. And yeah, that's you want a good offensive team and your kicker on it. So, but ideally, if you're going to get the best fantasy kicker you want to try to gauge which offense is good enough to move the ball down the field, but can't punch it in for touchdowns. And that's where it's like kind of a guessing game. Um, Atlanta is a really good team for that. Um, they struggle scoring touchdowns. They kind of always struggled scoring touchdowns the past couple of seasons. So, so young way he's definitely worth consideration, but, I'm only targeting teams with really good offenses. Um, number one kicker I'm targeting is Harrison Buchter. Um He's got a big leg on him. I mean, he can kick 50 yards, no problem. And, yeah. So I want guys that can kick 50-yard field goals and the coaches feel confident that they're accurate doing it because that's five fancy points. I mean, that's big time. I mean, kickers can really make a big difference for you. So, Butker, I have number one. Number two, I have Matt Prater. He's now with the Cardinals. He left Detroit. He's now with the Cardinals. Prater has a big leg as well. He can kick 50-yard field goals like it's nothing. He wasn't as accurate with them last season for whatever reason. But, I mean, Prater's Prater's got a leg on him. Um, I love the Arizona offense. They're always going to be moving the ball this season. So... Just like the Chiefs, the Chiefs are moving the ball. The Cardinals will be moving the ball a lot as well. And third, I have Ryan Suckup for Tampa Bay. He had a pretty good fantasy season last year, very accurate. And, yeah, Tampa Bay, again, another great offense. They'll be moving the ball. I could see them kind of like laying up in the fourth quarter a lot of games or – you know, missing on shots. I I could see a lot of field goal opportunities late in games for Mr. Suckup. Um, Number four is Tyler Bass. I think his first name's Tyler for Buffalo, for the Bills. He struggled. I think think he might have been a rookie last season. He struggled with uh, field goals above 40 yards. So he still had a ton of fancy points because, I mean, the Bills scored a ton of touchdowns. but. I don't know about his leg. I don't know how great he is from over 50 yards, over 45 yards, because that's important. I want those four-point field goals, the five-point fancy field goals. Um, yeah, need Tyler to get better with that, and he would be in the top you know, two discussion for field goals, because Buffalo's going to move the ball, and then Buffalo also has the potential to not score a lot of touchdowns. I know they did last season, but – I don't know. They don't have a – I mean, I do like Zach Moss. I, I take that back. I like Zach Moss at the goal line, and, I mean, of course, Josh Allen at the goal line running the ball in is, you know, effective as well. So um, – and Brian Dable, you know, he's been there for like four seasons now. I anticipate them scoring touchdowns. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of opportunity for Bass, and I see him scoring a lot of fantasy uh, points this season, again, like he did last year. Um Okay, so those four guys are really the guys I'm I'm eyeing. I mean, I want Bucker Prater. I think I can get Bucker Prater like in the 12th, 13th round, and feel pretty pr- feel pretty good about it. Um, if I don't get one of those guys, and people reach for field goal kickers, which is kind of weird this year, because I don't know before. I mean, there are some guys like Tucker, uh, Zerline, Gotzkowski, and um, Will Lutz. That you're like, yeah, I want those guys. I'll, I'll take them in the 10th round just because I know they're going to be in the top three at the end of the season. Not this year. I really have no idea. So that's why I'm taking kickers on good offenses. So number five, I have Daniel Carlson for the Raiders. He's so accurate, really good kicker. Uh, I could see the Raiders moving the ball a lot and coming up short. So I could see him kind of being like a young weight coup this, this season where he's kicking a lot of field goals. Um, but then, again, the Raiders could be down because their defense is bad. And then when you're down a lot of points in the fourth quarter, you're not kicking field goals because you need touchdowns to come back and tie the game. So I'm a little cautious on Carlson. But, I mean, as far as, like, kickers in the NFL, he's one of the best. Uh, number six, Brandon McManus because he's with Denver. Uh, I think that offense moves the ball better, even with Drew Locke. I'm not a Pat Shermer guy. He's the offensive coordinator. But I still think – they move the ball a little better this uh, season and they're in Denver. So 50 yard field goals are nothing. So McManus will get you some points. So just by default, uh, McManus will get you a lot of points. And then I also like the fact, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Lock are going to have a lot of touchdowns, but I think they can move the ball. Like I said, so um, yeah, McManus, I will take him as my sixth kicker. And then, I don't know. After that, I mean, just just take a good kicker, guys. I mean, it's really such a mystery. I mean, okay, let me just see. Let me just rattle some other names off that I like. I like Youngway Koo, of course. Um, I'm not high on Jason Sanders. He missed too many field goals. I think his job is kind of in jeopardy if he is inconsistent again. Uh, Greg Zerline for Dallas. Uh, if he still plays for Dallas or whoever Dallas's kicker is, I mean, yeah, I like Greg Zerline, of course. He has a big leg, strong leg. Um, Rodrigo Blankenship. I don't know. With the Carson Wentz injury news, it kind of scares me a little bit from Rodrigo. I'll stay away from him. Justin Tucker, I mean, of course. I mean, with Baltimore, he's always going to be top ten fancy kicker. He's very accurate. Safe pick there. Um, Yeah. I mean, we'll just stay there. I mean, just those guys that I named. I mean, get one of those guys. I think I named ten. So get one of those ten you know, monitor them, see how they're performing, see if you can find somebody, you know, the whole nine yards. Manage your team well. Okay, so let's go to defenses. We talked about tight ends. We talked about kickers. Now defenses. um, I'm to the point in fantasy where there's no such thing in today's NFL where there's a defense that you can play all 17, 16 games and be like, all right. I feel pretty good about this. Um every defense is giving up points now. It's not it's not a secret and even the best defenses struggle. So yeah, with that said, I will be playing uh defense carousel. So what that means is I'll be Pick in defenses based off a of matchup pretty much every week, but um I like sorry, I like Tampa, and I think they're worth a a relatively high draft pick. I think taking them in the 10th round is worth it, and I also think taking Washington football team high is worth it. Everybody else, I think you shouldn't take high at all. I think that there will be the, a couple of defenses I'll name out. Um, they have some good first week three matchups. So that's the thing. Draft a defense that has good. Don't just draft a defense because because you're like, oh wow, this defense is gonna. I, I like the players on there. They're talented and so forth. Draft defenses that have great matchups in their first three weeks of their schedule okay so that way while the nfl's like other other teams are like feeling out their defense and saying like hey are they doing well and they don't and then they panic and they drop defenses and they'll have good matchups coming up so yeah guys take defenses that have good first three week matchups right So that way you have a good defense, quality points coming your way the first three weeks. Then after that, you still have a quality defense um, in terms of like the actual NFL players that are on that defense. But they might not have great matchups coming up, right? And therefore, they won't get you 10 fantasy points. They might only get you five or four or have a really bad one and go three. Um, So, yeah, that's that. And then you can pick somebody off waiver wires, Okay, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm taking Tampa or Washington, and then I'll be looking on the waiver wires every week to have even an average defense against one of the top three worst offenses or one of these quarterbacks go down, and then the offense is just awful. So, yeah, that's the plan for fantasy. You can win a lot of games doing that, guys. Like, literally, my defenses have come through for me because – I play the matchups. I look ahead. I look ahead, like so. Week two, I'll look at the next like five weeks and see what team has really good matchups, and then I will get that defense off of the waiver wires and stash them on my bench for the next like five weeks and play them like three out of the five weeks and get like ten points every single time I play them. It's big time, guys. And then when other people, they're only having one defense, and that defense is getting them like maybe like six points a week. It's a big advantage. So anyways, let me go through these defenses and then uh and then I'm done with this podcast and video, YouTube, all that stuff. Um yeah, so Tampa plays Dallas at home, then they play the Falcons at home. Then they play at the Rams. Not the best 3-game schedule. Um they're going to be really excited for Dallas. I think they I think Tampa Bay comes out and and almost dominates them kind of. Um, Falcons at home is a huge advantage for Tampa. That's a that's a game you want Tampa Bay defense on your fantasy team. And then at the Rams, I don't know. McVay's pretty crafty, so I don't think that's a great matchup. So now Washington. Washington's my second-ranked defense. They have the Chargers at home, not the best matchup. Um, they have the Giants at home on Thursday Night Football the week after the Chargers. That's a very good matchup. And then they have to go at Buffalo. So, so not a great three-week stretch there. Um, so I will probably be drafting one of those two teams just because they're going to have a lot of great matchups throughout the season, and then I'll be drafting teams like New England, who plays Miami at home, and then they go at the Jets, and then they're home against the Saints, and the Saints don't have Drew Brees anymore, and New England has a lot of their players back. I know Raquan McMillan's like out for the year now, the linebacker that they signed in the offseason, but I still like New England. I like Bill Belichick and I love them at home. And I love them against rookie quarterbacks. I mean, there's a stat about Bill Belichick being like undefeated against rookie quarterbacks or something like that. So, yeah, New England at home against Miami, at the Jets, and at home against the Saints. The next defense to I is. The New York Giants in number four. They're home against the Broncos. Nice matchup for them. Then again, they're at Washington for the Thursday night football game. That's a good matchup. And then they're home against the Falcons. You should probably draft the Giants. Um, I think their average draft position is way too high, though, to be taking like Tampa and uh, Tampa and the Giants that high. So let me see where the Giants are at. Um, No, they're not that high. You might be able to sneak them in at the end of your draft. So, yeah, I would take Tampa or Washington and and then pick up New York, the Giants. Um, They have great players, really great uh, defense coordinator, and Patrick Graham. Yeah. Please draft the Giants. Everybody listening to this, draft the Giants. Play them in the first three weeks, and you'll probably have a lot of good points from them. Okay, the fifth team... Uh, defense, fifth-ranked defense is the Denver Broncos. They're pretty loaded on defense everywhere, and they're talented uh, everywhere. Maybe not linebacker and and interior defensive line, but everywhere else they're very talented, uh, very disruptive, game-changing type of players. So they're at the Giants against Daniel Jones, plus matchup. Then they're at the Jaguars. I'm not going to say it's a plus matchup yet. I, I like to give these guys credit. I mean, just because they're rookies doesn't mean they can't play well, even early in the season. So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence might be a handful for them. But regardless, the Jaguars' offensive line is not, you know, above average. So that's kind of a plus matchup there in terms of, you know, the Broncos are going to get after Trevor Lawrence. And we'll see what Trevor does. Uh, And then they're at home against the Jets. First home game, week three. I like all three of those matchups for the Broncos. I think the Broncos, if you can't get the Giants, if someone like is smart and they're like, we know the Giants defense is good, Patrick Graham is a great defense coordinator, then hopefully the Broncos are there for you. Hopefully. Um, Yeah, so those are my five defenses to keep an eye on. I like their week three matchups, or I just like them in general and to keep on my team all year. And so that's it. So that's awesome, guys. So I hope you've listened to all of it. Um, I try to go through this as quickly as I can and give a lot of great information at the same time. But, yeah, I've done the quarterbacks. I've done the running backs. I've done the wide receivers. I've done the tight ends now, kickers, and defenses. So, like, 80% of all fantasy football leagues, I've got you covered right here. Fantasy football Yoda. Okay, so please subscribe to the channel. Spread my podcast. Um, yeah, just spread it, guys. It's really, really, really good football, fancy football advice. Okay, I know these players. I know these teams so well. I know who, what players have potential, what, who don't. I know the coaches, the defensive coordinators for all these teams. Um, yeah, guys, I mean – if you follow this stuff, okay, so, so coming up after uh, I publish this, I will have my draft secrets and my draft strategy for this season for virtually every, uh, not virtually, uh, pretty much every pick that you could have. I'll, I'll try to do my best with that. Uh, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but um, I will give an overview of, like, who to target in every round. And then worst case scenario, hey, I mean, just use my theory of, you know, two running backs and then wide receiver. And then after that, you know, either take Kyler Murray or Kyle Pitts and then add wide receivers and running backs after that. And you'll have a very deep and explosive team. So, yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, Catch you on the next episode.